We've been doing the book of Revelation still, and um, we're, we're closing in on um, finishing that book up. But I wanted to talk about fathers today and, and their role. And if you would, turn with me to uh, Proverbs chapter 23. And uh, it just, um, you know, I, I saw this, this verse, um, these verses, and decided I'm going to preach on this today, you know, a couple days ago. And uh, I just happened to run the bulletin this morning. I'd, I'd forgotten that, that that same verse is on the cover of, of the bulletin, too. Uh, so we're covering more verses than just what was on the front of the bulletin. But I think God works those out. I think He intends those things and, uh, and, and knows those things. It's interesting how the Spirit always seems to uh, work these things out and, and confirm you know, what I want to present. And that's, that's the Lord. It's not me. Um, anyway... Psalm 23, beginning at verse 22, I'm just going to read the scripture here. And it says this, Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy truth and do not sell it. Buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who, fears, I mean, he, he who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. Let's pray again. Lord, we just ask that you would add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. How are fathers important in a, in a child's life? I think that's, that, that's a big question that a lot of people are asking today. How important are fathers? I think we've um, tended to undermine uh, fathers' importance in modern society. In fact, I was uh, reading some um, information on this. Uh, uh, there's an article in, on, in Psychology Today and, and some articles on Focus on the Family. If you ever want to um, see some interesting articles about um, fatherhood in, in modern day times or, or, or how important fathers are, you should go on Focus on the Family's website. I, and uh, lots of great resources there. But one of the things that, that's tended to happen within the last uh, 50 years or so is that the, the father's role has been reduced to just as provider. The, the, they're the ones that, that go out and work. They're the ones that go out and provide material things for their children. Um, if, if, if a marriage breaks up, you know, and, and, and there's a divorce that happens, but there's children involved, a lot of times the, the father is the one expected to, to, to pay the child support and those kinds of things. Um, and that, you know, not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying that's what, we've, that's what society has kind of reduced the role of the father to be is just a, a, a worker and a provider. And it's sad because a father's role should be much more than that. And I think many of you understand that. I think many of you play a role in your children's lives. But, but, but it seems like society at large has, has tried to undermine fatherhood and it's been happening for a long time. But fathers are, are great in offering affirmation and guidance and correction that help bring up a child. And, and it's better when you have uh, two people who are dedicated to their children and disciplining them. Because what happens is th those children grow up a lot more happier and healthier. Um, the research shows that. And more importantly, uh, 
and, and this is uh, points that, that, that um, a friend of mine, another pastor, often makes, <clears throat> is that, that children form their ideas about who God is through their fathers. And I think part of that is, is because God himself reveals himself as a father. A lot of younger people in, in the current generation have a hard time, harder time relating to God because um, fathers are so absent in, in their lives nowadays. Because, because they, they've, they've, they've uh, taken the, the societal advice that you're just a provider that, and that's it. That's, that's all fathers are. But God... And, 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 and a, lot of, a lot of these uh, um, children have, have abusive fathers. They have a hard... If you've got a bad relationship with, with, with your father, you're going to have a hard time relating to God as father. But God is always a loving father. But, but God in His Word tells us how important the role of a father is. We don't, we want, we don't have to let society tell us um, their, their views of what a father should be and what, what he should be doing. We've got God's Word to teach us and to guide us. A father's desire should be to give their children godly wisdom. A father's desire should be to give their children godly wisdom. That's what this passage is telling us here, and this is what God would have us to know today, I believe. A father who, who loves Christ and commits himself to Christ commits himself to discipling his family. I mean, that, that, that's what this passage here is saying. Um, yes, the, the, the um, command is going out to the child and, and telling the child, you know, you need to receive your parents' instruction. But, but, but the implication is the father, and, and the mother is included here, but especially the father, since we're talking about Father's Day, um, it's the, they're, they're, they, they both have a role in imparting godly wisdom to their children. Now what is that, that, that godly wisdom? Well, it's simply God's Word. It, it's simply the instructions and the commands that God gave us. It, 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 the, this Word, the, the, this Bible, is God's revelation to us. And, and, and what we need to be doing is teaching these words over and over again. God has given us everything we need to find His salvation in this life, and He's, he's taught us how to live in this life. Uh, I think Billy Graham said it best. Um, one of the things that, that he did was he, he read five psalms every day and then one proverb. And if you do that for 30 days, you, know, you, you, would, you would be able to read all of the psalms and all the proverbs. Five proverbs a day, and then... Um, and then, I mean, five psalms a day, excuse me, and one proverb. And, and of course, uh, Psalm 119 is extra long. You might want to split that one up <laughs> a little bit. But, but for the most part, that, that, that works. That was Billy Graham's practice um, every day. And he said that psalms helps us to relate to God. Proverbs helps us to relate to other people. I think, I think uh, that, that's a great way to, uh, to have a devotional life is, is five psalms every day and then uh, one proverb. And then what happens um, after that is that uh, minus the psalms and the proverbs, you've got about a two-to-one ratio between the Old Testament and New Testament. In other words, you can read two, two chapters of the Old Testament and one chapter of the, um, of the New Testament 
um, minus the Psalms and Proverbs, and, and, and you could read the Bible you know, pretty much within one year if you do that. But anyway, the, the whole idea here is that, is that Proverbs teaches children, how, teaches them godly wisdom and how to live in society. And fathers play a very important role in this. These commands went out first to fathers and, and, then, and then also to mothers. Uh, the Bible says that, that the father is to be the spiritual head of the family. And what God um, you know, presented to Israel, He told them over and over again to teach these things to the next generation. It was the father's responsibility to make sure that these, that these commands of God were taught to the next generation generation. Moses, when he was about to die and, and was about to go out of this world and Israelites were about to go in and take the promised land, he said these words in Deuteronomy 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul, with all your mind, I mean, I'm sorry, with all your, your strength, all your might, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And, talk, and you shall talk of, of them when you sit in your house. And when you walk by the way. And when you lie down. And when you rise. You shall bind them as, sign, as a sign on your hand. And they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. In other words, when, when, when you're leaving and when you're coming in, you talk about God's Word to your kids. When you, when you are standing and sitting down, you talk about God's Word to your kids. When, when you're uh, going to bed and then you're getting up, you're talking about God's Word to your kids. Teach them diligently. Wear them as a sign in your hand and, and as frontlets between your eyes. You know, sometimes they, they took this rather literally, especially the priests. They, they had these little boxes and they, they would put little scriptures on a tiny scroll and put them in their boxes. Then they have the, this, this uh, band around their forehead with the scripture right there between their eyes. And of course, and they wore them on their hands too. Some of these, they wore them kind of like jewelry, accessories. Now I'm not saying that we literally do that, but the idea is, this is, this is in front of you right here. This is how, these are the things that you do things with. You work with your hands. When you're working with your hands, you got it right there. Fathers have an important role in teaching their children these things, and it's a God-given role. Jesus, in His life, when, his, when He was with the disciples, and... and uh, the little kids wanted to come up and, and see Jesus and the disciples tried to you know, keep them back because they, they didn't want little kids annoying Jesus. Children were to be seen and not heard. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me. As fathers, we should be leading our, our children to Jesus. Jesus said that um, he was the fulfillment of the law. He says in, in, in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 
he says is, I have not come to abolish the commandments of God, but to fulfill them. And by pointing our kids to Jesus Christ, you know, we're really making it a lot easier on ourselves than, than trying to teach every single aspect of this word. Because when, when, when we're looking at Jesus as the example, he says, I'm the fulfillment of the law. And so when, when we point our kids to Jesus Christ and, 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 and try to, to, uh, to uh, get them to surrender to them, what we're doing is imparting that, God, that godly wisdom in, in, a, in a more real way than, than just us teaching about them. Because when, when a person gives our hearts and lives to Jesus Christ and, and, and they accept by faith His sacrifice for their sins and, 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 and they believe in Him as the Son of God, Jesus says that He told them, I'll give you another comforter, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's presence within us. The Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus' atonement cleanses the temple of our body and the Holy Spirit comes into that temple and he, says that, and he said the Spirit would, would guide and teach you as well. So we have all the tools that, that we need to impart that godly wisdom to our children. And, and, and not just, just tools, but God's own presence in our lives, in our children's lives. When we point them to Jesus, we're not just giving them a relationship with someone who's far off. We're giving them a chance to interact with God and His Spirit within them. And I believe that, that this um, father's desire to impart godly wisdom to their children, that, that's very important. And it should be the priority of, of a person's life. Giving that godly wisdom, imparting it to their children, should be the priority of a father's life. It should be the priority even over material things. I think it's great. And it is one of the roles of a father to provide. And in and this day and age, you know, mothers do too. I, I, I think that's always been true, but um, mothers have always done it in different ways. P people say that, that mothers should, should work. And, and I think that, that's fine. But like I said, you know, fathers have been reduced to providers in our society. And, 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 and I think sometimes we, they've, they've gladly accepted that role and, 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 and are making you know, the, the material things to help, to help their, their children survive and keep a roof over their head. But that isn't the only role. And if, and if you're only in it to give material things to your kids, that, that, then you're not fulfilling what, what, what God's plan is um, for your life as, 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 as it pertains to being a parent and having a family and raising them. It's not just the material things they need, as important as, as that is. The mo it, it, even more important is giving them the means by which they will ultimately be saved. And we do believe in salvation here in this church. Because there is a judgment coming, as we've been talking about in the book of Revelation. All of history is moving towards that great moment called the great white throne judgment. When all the dead in Christ shall, shall be raised first, and that they'll be weighed in the balanced, ba balance, but if they find themselves in the Lamb's book of life, they'll go off in, into God's um, future kingdom that's coming 
a glorious and wonderful kingdom. But those who have rejected Christ, um, as much as he has reached out to them, those who have um, rejected God and, and did not come to him, are going to face that, that throne judgment. All flesh are going to be revived, the book of Revelation has told us. The sea will give up their dead even, it says. And stand before this throne. And it says that, that all of the sexually immoral, the, the liars, <laughs> the, the ones who, who were, were, were drunkards and, and abusive and violent and, and, and rage-filled, they'll be swept away into God's judgment. That eternal place of separation from God. The most important thing that, that we can impart to our kids is that godly wisdom that the God's Word tells us. To help them make that decision for Jesus Christ in this life before it becomes too late. It's up to us as fathers to impart, to, to impart that spiritual wisdom to our children and, and spiritual discipline. Now, if we want to get a little more practical about it, um, what we do is, is, is we give kids spiritual leadership. And to me, spiritual leadership, and I think it's to God's word too, spiritual leadership involves mainly by living, by living as an example before your kids. If you want to impart that godly wisdom, live as an example to your kids of what a godly life that follows God and His commands looks like. I think um, a, a lot of that uh, looks like, um, you know, you, uh, you, you read God's Word to your children. You try to impart that, that godly wisdom to their children that comes from the Scriptures. Have those little Scriptures different places in your home. You know, I, I, the, there's, there's times I've had uh, the, the love chapter posted in my, in my, in my home. Now, I'm single. I don't have kids. But, you know, I, I follow my parents' example, which they, they kept the Ten Commandments and other scriptures all through the house, different places. Um, now I've got uh, this big picture that Dylan and Joanne gave me, and it's supposed to represent the, the fingerprint of God, and it has all these verses from Genesis all the way to Revelation, just single verses about God and, and, and who He is, and, all, and it's, a, it's a nice, uh, nice art piece. Um, put those things in your home. Put, put those scriptures different places in your home. Re sit down and read them to your kids. Je just give them God's Word whenever and however you can. You've got younger children, get, get them the, the little baby books that they've got all over the place um, that, have, that have Bible stories in them. Sometimes kids, you know, will, will learn through through pictures and through poems and those kinds of things. I think one. I mean, we were talking about this a few Sundays ago um, in our Sunday night um, Bible study. Um, how you know the Bible uses poetry all through it. Why? To help us remember and to understand better what God is saying. Because the more you repeat something in in, in verses, the more they're going to remember. Music is also another great way to get kids to remember things. Um, 
I, I think it's funny sometimes, and, and I haven't been to the youth camp in a while, but I, but I will be pretty soon. And, uh, you know, uh, in the past, you know, you see these kids walking around that they're singing lyrics to their favorite pop song or, or whatever song, you know, that they, they happen to like, whatever music, popular music, I, I should say, contemporary music. Um, but they can't remember the Bible verses. So what, what we began doing is, is creating competitions where they, they, they memorize scriptures. Like if they, they can memorize, they can memorize lyrics to a song, they can, they can memorize Bible verses. But maybe setting some of those things to music is helpful. Whatever you can to get your kids interested in God's word, then, then do it. Talk about it when they get up in the morning, when they go to bed at night. Talk about it when you sit at the dinner table. Talk about it while you're walking along the road with them, running errands. Just talk about God's Word. Now, you can, sit, you, you can sit there and talk about God's Word all day long with your kids. And, and, and sometimes pe people even take this and pound it over their kids' heads. And, and, and uh, do it even in a punitive way. God's going to judge you if you don't do this or that. This is what God says is going to happen to all liars. <laughs> Forgetting about God's grace and His forgiveness for those things. I think kids, even more so, need to see how much you love God. You have to demonstrate a love for these things to your kids. You have to demonstrate a love for God's commandments. You have to demonstrate a love for following God and doing His will. You have to demonstrate that desire within your heart. You know, the, the two biggest commands that God gives us as, as believers. One of them was right here, what I read earlier from, from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Jesus, Jesus puts it in, in, a, in a new context with, uh, with Greek learners and, and says it this way. The two greatest commandments. The first is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, with all your mind. And he also says the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. We want our kids to understand God's law. We, we've, we've got to show, show it through our love and through our desire for Him. Scripture I read at the beginning of our worship service, Psalm 19, says that the, word, the words of the Lord are to be desired more, more than gold and silver, more than the sweetest honey. I think sometimes we, we, we just treat God's Word as something that I, that I have to do, that I, that, 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 um, I have to, to, to just teach to my kids. But I can tell you this, first and foremost, you are the Bible that they'll read. And if it's not important to you, it won't be important to them. We have to live out God's love before love and desire for God and love love and desire for the things of God and for His Word. And then you know, just spending time with your kids. Uh, I've seen I see so many fathers do this. They'll 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 come home from work and yes, it, it work is tiring, work is hard. 
And the only thing they, will, they want to do is get a shower, eat, and then lay it, get, in, get in the easy chair and rest. And, you know, let, let whoever else, you know, mom deal with the kids or whatever. But fathers just need to spend time with their kids. And, 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 and even, even beyond the idea of instruction and even, even beyond the idea of, of uh, teaching them to love God and showing your love for God, you have to spend time with your kids to do those things. And, and fathers should you know, need, need to spend time with, with their children. Don't let the world tell you that you're not important to, to, to the nurture of a child. Because that, 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 that's the way that, that they've portrayed it. Men are workers. Men, men, men provide material things for their kids. Mothers are the ones who, who, who nurture. And that, that's not... That's not what God's Word says. I, it, it's both and. It's both and. And my, mothers work as, as hard as, as uh, many fathers do. E- even outside, the, you know, within the home they work hard, but, but some, some of them work without, outside the, in, in, in an office or, or wherever it is that they're working. A, a lot of mothers work too, and, and they come home just as tired as, as fathers do. But fathers... Um, and I, I'm not trying to beat anybody over the head or, or, or telling you that, that, that you're wrong. What I'm telling you is, is that you are more important in a child's life than, than, than what society is, is trying to portray. And God has given you a, a great responsibility. And not just a responsibility, a great joy. Because as, as it says here, in, in, in these scriptures, the father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son or child, you could say, will be glad in him. You know yourself that, that, that if you raise a good child who, who comes out as an adult, as, as a good person who, who also loves the Lord and, and does the right things, I can tell you right now that, that I know some people um, many people who, who wish their kids were doing righteous things. But because they, they decided to you know, be absent as a father or absent as a parent, for whatever reason, as adults, that, that, that these children are in great, great trouble. And I know that, um, that when kids become adults, they make their own decisions. And, and a lot of times they make the wrong decisions. No matter what, what you've imparted to them, they're going to make wrong choices when they get older and become adults and, and receive their first tastes of freedom. That they're going to go out and do their own thing. And, 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 that, and sometimes we can't control our choices. One of the things that Proverbs also says is, if you train up a child in the way they should go, when they become old, they will not depart from it. In other words, eventually they'll come, if, if, if you instill this to them, even if they make bad choices, they'll come around to it and, 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 and will come back to it because that's just the way it works. If, if you've taught your kids the godly wisdom that they need, eventually it's going to sink in, I believe, because uh, God won't let that, that seed be destroyed. They'll come around to it eventually. And even here it talks about it in this passage in, a, in verse uh, 22. Listen to your father who gave you life. And do not despise your mother when she is old. In other words, 
as, as an adult, you'll come to appreciate what your mother is saying, and that, that even as an adult, you'll listen to your mother. I hear that all the time, let me tell you. Talk to mom on the phone. And I'll tell her, you were right, I should have done this. You need to learn to listen to your mother. Well, you know, <laughs> yes, you were right, I should have listened to you. And when you guys who are adults now get older, you'll learn to listen to your mothers too, like you should. Yeah. But it's all about godly wisdom, godly instructions. Fathers play a very important role in their kid's life, even into adulthood. And don't sell yourself short as a father. And especially, don't, don't get depressed if, if your kids make the wrong decisions. Give them all that you can impart to them when they're young. When they grow older, they won't depart from it. Fathers have an important role to give their children godly wisdom. And that, that is your role. And, and I hope that, that, that your desire is to fulfill that today. Let's stand.